Hi, this is Oren. If you find these teachings useful and you'd like to learn more about my work, you can visit me online at orenjsofer.com or on social media at orenjsofer. Thanks so much. So I'd like to present a little bit of conceptual material, some ideas for you to consider on... um, on pain, on what is pain, this quest, this question, do a first pass at that, um, and, then, uh, and then discuss it some together. And also just to say, uh, um, you each received a packet. This is a, this is a reference for you for later. You don't need it during the day. Um, but this is so that if you don't want to take notes, you can just put that down and just really show up and listen. And the, the key points that I share with you are in that packet, and this is also being recorded, so you can access the recordings later. So we could say that um, as humans, we experience uh, different kinds of pain. There's physical pain, um, mental or psychological pain, Pain in the mind, different meanings uh, that that can get created, uh, and then emotional pain, uh, pain in the heart. Um, the practices that I'm sharing with you actually apply to all of these different dimensions and levels of pain, but we're going to be focusing on the physical. Uh, it's I find for myself it's it's easy. It was easiest to learn these tools in the physical. Uh, realm because the experience there is so tangible and concrete and it often moves uh, more slowly than the mind or the heart. So uh, so what happens when we feel pain? What's our usual response? Mm-hmm. To tense up, to resist it. Constriction. Mm-hmm. Resistance, contraction. Or to try to get rid of it, right? To alleviate it, and and that makes sense, right? <laughs> I mean, that's that's evolutionarily adaptive. If there's if there's uh, a signal being sent to the brain that there's pain, that's there for a reason to alert us that there might be a problem, and the response um, beyond the physiological contraction or tension that that often happens is to try to fix it, to see what's wrong, and alleviate it. That, that's universal, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but what happens when we can't alleviate the pain? That's one of the key questions, right? And as many of us know, um, sometimes pain doesn't go away, right? Uh, the body has incredible healing capacity. It's amazing what the body can do. And when we get sick and don't get better, it's like a reality check, you know? Um, So whether you have a chronic illness or you know someone who has a chronic illness or you work in the healthcare field, there's that experience of being ill and expecting to get well, 
expecting this thing to go away because it always has in the past, and then it's like, it's not getting better. What's going on? And then how do we relate to it? How do we handle it? Do we have the skills inside to not allow it to consume us, to not allow it to take over our life, to not allow it to destroy our well-being, our capacity to enjoy life or to connect with others? So a lot of the studies that have been done with chronic pain, and many of you, I'm sure, know this, have found that, I don't know the actual percentages, but a very high percentage of the discomfort of the actual pain in chronic pain is not what's called primary pain. It's the secondary pain. It's the reaction. It's the resistance, the contraction to the primary sensation that's actually painful. And this is one of the reasons why things like mindfulness-based stress reduction have been so successful, is because they teach the mind how to attenuate that reactivity, how to reduce the secondary resistance to the primary sensation. And when that resistance goes down, physically as well as emotionally and psychologically, the experience of pain transforms. So, yeah, please. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going on it. Yes, absolutely. I'm not done with that. Um, resisting pain is expensive. It takes a lot of energy to contract, to resist, to tighten, to avoid. It takes a lot of physical energy. It takes a lot of mental energy. Worrying about the future. What's going to happen? What if, right? Or going back into the past, replaying a situation. If only this had been different. If only that had been different, then I wouldn't be here. It's exhausting. It, it can be all-consuming. And any those of us in the room today who have any kind of chronic health condition know this from direct experience. And if you're working with someone who has an illness or pain condition, it's really important to understand um, that it's very natural for the mind to do this, to replay the past, to go into the future and worry. And it's, it's part of trying to make sense of what's happening and finding a way to manage and deal with it uh, because, because there isn't the base of, of equanimity and wisdom to relate to the present moment experience that the mind starts to move into the past and the future to try to uh, understand and manage the experience that's happening. So, um, there's a way that we can define pain that I find very helpful. Um, we can define pain as an unpleasant sensation that we resist. So there's a difference between something that's unpleasant, and pain. Pain is the experience of resisting that unpleasant sensation, of not wanting it, of pushing against it. The unpleasant sensation is just a sensation. One of the ways this is put that you might have heard before, the, the semantics are slightly different, but you'll understand, is um, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. You, you heard that? 
right? So in the language that I'm presenting, it would, it would be unpleasant sensation is inevitable. Pain and suffering are optional. That experience of feeling consumed and oppressed by something unpleasant is optional. That can be transformed. There's a meditation teacher by the name of Shinzen Young, um, whose, whose pain is one of his specialties. He has a book called Breakthrough Pain, which is really wonderful. I recommend it. It's on the reading list in your packet. He has a little, a really nice equation to represent this understanding of the relationship between unpleasant sensations and um, pain, or the, the experience of suffering around it. And that is, he says, um, suff- S equals P times R. Suffering equals painful sensation times resistance. Painful or unpleasant sensation times resistance. So this is, the fact that it's a, um, a multiplier is really important. Because if you multiply something by two versus adding something by two, that's a big difference, right? If you multiply it by three or by four, right, it increases, not exponentially, but, but multifold, right? So if you take an unpleasant sensation and you multiply it times your resistance, that's going to be a lot of suffering. Now, what happens if the resistance is zero? What does that equation come to? Zero, right? So there's something elegant in his his framing it this way, because it points to the possibility that when there is zero resistance in the mind and the body, when there's no contraction around an unpleasant experience, a painful sensation, physically, emotionally, or psychologically, the suffering can be zero. So there's a story in the Buddhist texts about this that I want to tell you. So the story goes that the Buddha was hanging out with some of his disciples. And he said, you know, what's the difference between somebody who's been practicing these teachings that I offer, who's really understood them, and just kind of the ordinary person on the street who's never even heard this stuff. What's the difference between those two people? And so his disciples kind of look at each other. You know, I don't know. So they, they ask us, well, we, you know, we don't know. What's, what is the difference? So as so often happens in these stories, he answers his own questions. He says, okay, well, I'll tell you. Um, he said, both people, those who have practiced and understood the teachings and those who have never even heard them, both people experience unpleasant sensations in life. That's inevitable. Everyone who is born will experience unpleasant sensations. He said, this is like being shot with a dart. And he said, everyone gets shot with this first dart in life. There's no escape from it. He says, the ordinary person who's never heard or practiced these teachings, who doesn't understand these teachings. He says, when they're shot with that first arrow of unpleasant feeling, he says, you know what they do? They shoot themselves with a second, a second dart. They beat their breast. They wail and moan. Why me? Wherefore has this happened? Where has it come from? When will it end? Woe is me. And in so doing, they, they add 
a second layer of unpleasantness and pain to that original experience through the reactivity, through taking it personally, blaming oneself, blaming others, beating one's breast, okay? He says, one who has understood and practiced these teachings is shot with that first arrow of unpleasant sensation and they see and understand it with wisdom. They see it properly as it is with wisdom. And they do not add another reaction on top of it. And in so doing, they do not suffer. This is the difference between an unpleasant sensation or a painful sensation and suffering. That suffering comes from our reactivity, our resistance and contraction and all of the machinations and places we get caught and stuck inside. And that's what can transform. So suffering, we can, we can define as reactivity and resistance. And this reactivity, this resistance occurs on different levels. It occurs in the mind with the stories we tell, the projections into the future, the fear, blaming ourselves, blaming others, the catastrophizing and what if. And it occurs on the physiological level with the actual tension or contraction in our own body around an an unpleasant sensation. So I want to start with this mental level of reactivity, and then over the day we'll also look at the physical level. So what's what's the myth, what's the story that we inherit in in our culture, in modern society, around pain, around illness? What are the messages that we receive from our society about being sick or feeling pain? Yeah. Okay, that's one. Yeah, that you can fix it with a pill. You did something wrong. It's your fault. Yeah, there's, there's something wrong with you. You shouldn't have it. This shouldn't be happening. This should not be happening. What are some of the other myths and stories that the messages we receive through the media, through our culture, around illness and pain? Yeah, you can push through it. If you're determined enough, you can push through it. There's another another corollary one in spiritual circles that's really insidious. Not only can you push through it, yeah, yeah. If you, just, if you just had the right mindset, if you just believed that you could be better, you would heal. What a trip. What a trip that gets laid on us, right? Suffering is optional, yes. Yes, right. Right, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so even even that message, 
pain is, is uh, inevitable, suffering is optional, the mind can turn it around to, um, to beat ourselves up, I'm doing something wrong. Because if I were a good Buddhist, in quotes, or a good meditator, I wouldn't be suffering. Rather than the understanding of wisdom that says, oh, this is suffering. This is the path to liberation. This is the first noble truth. This is what the Buddha was talking about. Look, it's happening right now in my own experience. Here is suffering. Let me understand this. Let me use this to develop wisdom and compassion, which is actually the practice. Turn it around. So when we look at these messages, when we actually name them, you see how ludicrous they are, right? You shouldn't be sick. It's your fault. It's like getting old is somehow a personal or moral failing, right? And dying is the ultimate failure. Rather than it's like, it's the most natural thing we could do, you know? It's, it's what happens to everything. Everything that is born dies. We grow old and sick. That's, that's, that's part of what it is to be on this planet. So, so part, of de- part of understanding pain is developing wisdom. Learning to see the beliefs and the stories that we have inherited and to see beyond them. To recognize that they're not true. It's not our fault. Pain, illness, sickness, old age, dying, they're natural. It's not a question of if, it's, only, it's a question of when. And, and anyone who has a chronic illness or a chronic pain condition has an experience of, of a, a knowledge and an understanding that those who are healthy do not yet have. They understand something, we understand something about impermanence. That health is impermanent. It's a relative state. I didn't know that until I got sick. Because what happens? Life experience shows you, oh, you get sick, you get better. You get sick, you get better. Until you don't get better. Which will happen to everyone eventually. So this is, this is about right view. That's the way it's talked about in the Buddhist teachings. It's about actually seeing things clearly with wisdom rather than having a false idea about what's happening. And the Buddha said that wrong view is, is one of the most detrimental things to spiritual cultivation. Because if we're not looking, if we're not looking properly, everything else is going to be off. It's like if you want to you uh, get to, to the water and your compass is, is wrong, and you start traveling east instead of west, it's going to take you a heck of a lot longer to get to the water. Right? You might never even get there. So right view is essential. Being able to look at things and see them clearly. And so the right view around pain and illness, part of um, using meditation to manage pain is understanding it properly, understanding that this is natural. This is a natural part of being alive. It's not something gone wrong. To only want pleasant sensations is like only wanting to breathe in. It doesn't make sense. We all know that if you breathe in, 
you will breathe out. That's the way the body works. And it's the same with sensation. Sensations are pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, and they change. They come and go. That's the nature of life. So one, um, one essential aspect of, this, of, of using illness and pain as a training for the path and using the path to relate to illness and pain is developing wisdom, is learning to see the stories we tell and learning to see through them, to see more clearly, to identify when we're suffering based on an idea we have in our mind about how things should be. And instead, recognizing the truth, recognizing the reality of the situation. And this is one of the basic functions of mindfulness. Mindfulness shows us the difference between the stories we tell and what's actually happening. The more clearly we can see things, we start to see what we're adding that's extra, that second dart. And what is the first dart? What is the actuality of the direct experience? Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support Oren's work, you can donate at orenjsofer.com forward slash support. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.